Welcome to Lions Radio Network, where the show takes you on a roaring adventure with entertaining and stimulating topics focusing on entertainment, sports, business, world news, along with many other topics. Whatever your interests are, you will find them right here on Lions Radio Network. The freedoms that Americans enjoy are not free and can be attributed to the dedicated service and the blood, sweat, and tears of many generations of our nation's military. The Military Hour is dedicated to the servicemen and women, veterans, and their families that have made the sacrifice to defend our Constitution and country. Military service is being part of something that is greater than yourself. General Joseph Dunford, 19th Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And now, it's the Military Hour with your host, Donna Lyon. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Military Hour. I'm your host, Donna Lyons, coming to you live from Washington, D.C., right here on the Lions Radio Network. And I want to thank our listeners who are are all around the world. We have now gone worldwide and we are in many, many countries. And thank you, listeners. You make us who we are. So thank you very much. Um, also, tonight after this show, this link will still be live and active. It will always be active. So you can always use Blog Talk Radio. If you go to Art Radio and you type in Lions Radio Network, all of our shows will pop up. We're also on iTunes where you can download us. Um, and we're the Alexa. Um, you can go to tune on the Alexa and say Play Lions Radio Network there as well. So we appreciate all you people that listen and download um, our shows. We have some great shows. Um, tonight is really an important night because this foundation is incredible. We're going to be talking to two of the team members from the Global War on Terror Memorial Foundation. And I just want to tell you a little bit about them. Uh, first, the foundation is leading the effort to build the national um, memorial for this this group um, on our nation's capital. So it's really important. Um, the president and CEO is Michael Rodriguez, and he goes by Rod. So if you're saying Rod, it's not it's it is Michael. <laughs> He's a retired Special Forces Green Beret with nine deployments from his first in Somalia with 10th Mountain Division to his last in Afghanistan with 7th Special Forces Group. His last assignment as a Green Beret was a sniper instructor for Fort Bragg. After 25 years of continuous service, he was medically retired for numerous injuries he received while service to our great nation. Joining him is Brendan Dignan, who's special counsel, and he's a corporate lawyer with Bots and represents the Global War on Terror Memorial Foundation and its pro bono council and serves as brand ambassador for the foundation as well. In 2001, Brendan was commissioned as a field artillery officer in the U.S. Army and served in Germany with the 1st Infantry Division, deploying to Kosovo and Iraq before leaving as an Army captain. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, thank, thank you. For having us on. Good to be here. Yeah, and I want to say thank you for your service, too. I really appreciate it. No, I, I think we both love doing it. Uh, trust me, I think everyone that wears our nation's uniform, uh, I don't think there's any greater job satisfaction. You know, I hear that all the time, and I I know when you guys get out, it's really difficult. So um, that's, a, that's a whole new show, right? 
Exactly. So what I want to talk about, uh, Rod, let's start with you. Tell us exactly what this foundation is and um, why you feel you need to do this. Okay. Well, uh, the Global War, you know, the Want Memorial Foundation was a, is a foundation we started in 2015. It's founded by some uh, like-minded veterans and, and spouses, and uh, they recognized that, um, you know, it's uh, you know, the first generation of warfighters um, when this war started in 2001, you know, we're – you really look at it, um, some of them are in their 60s, 70s, 70s at this time, some of the senior leadership. So they kind of you know, realized that there was kind of a gap. Uh, there was really no memorial uh, for the current conflict. So um, the foundation came together, and we had a pretty large obstacle to attack initially because there was a law that existed that said a war had to be over for a period of 10 years in order for a national war memorial to be built. Uh, the foundation um, in 2017 introduced some uh, legislation uh, in, that actually passed in six months, and President Trump uh, exempted the foundation. He signed the National Global War on Terrorism War Memorial Act, exempting the foundation from this uh, law that stated, you know, we had to wait 10 years for a, uh, a war to be over in order for a national war memorial to be built. And, you know, that's just kind of, you know, real quick, uh, 30 seconds, uh, <laughs> kind of who we are. And, you know, the importance is, I mean, we, I could probably talk for an entire hour on, on the importance. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll mention one. I'll let Brendan take it from there. Uh, but aside from the, um, you know, the, some of the first-generation warfighters, we kind of want to avoid what happened to the greatest generation, uh, the World War II Memorial built. You know, both my grandfathers served in that time, and they passed before the memorial was done. They never had an opportunity uh, to go there, and we are in a multi-generational conflict with really no end in sight. When I say multi-generational, I, I mean it. You know, I served for 21 years, deployed nine times. My wife served for 21 years. She deployed six times, and just last year, we welcomed our son, who's an infantryman in the 82nd Airborne Division, that just came home from his first deployment in Afghanistan. So, you know, I'm running wow. out of family uniforms. There, there are thousands of families just like mine, you know, but to me, that, that's one, one important reason. I'm sure Brendan can give you one as well. Yeah, um, I've been involved with the foundation now for about three years as their um, pro bono counsel, but I'm, I'm also a veteran, and, uh, and it affects me, uh, and it affects my friends. And, and Donna, as you know, I, I actually at one time served under your husband um, yep. in Iraq, and, uh, and he was a remarkable leader. And, and we had a, a remarkable group of soldiers that we served with. Um, you know, this is a unique memorial it's the first of its kind in history um, in which Congress has decided to exempt it, exempt this memorial from the, from the 10 year limitation after which, uh, after a um, conflict is complete um, before it can be built on the national mall. And, and there's a few reasons for that. One is the reality that this conflict will be ongoing for a, a long period of time, and you have to kind of reflect on what is the purpose of a national memorial. Is it something that just um, designates a period of time in history so that we can go back and, and, and reflect upon that, or does it serve something uh, higher? You know, I, I think everyone looks to the history of the Vietnam Wall as kind of the perfect example of what a memorial should be um, right. in Washington, D.C. And it's got, that's got an incredible history in and of itself, which you could actually talk about for, for a long time. 
But the success of that memorial serves as a great precedent for what we're trying to do here. Um, you know, to me personally, it, it serves that purpose of being kind of an historical marker. It's educational um, for many families around the world who don't have any um, have anyone they know that serves in the military or was affected by this conflict. It's a way for them to learn a little bit about what's been going on since 2001. And, and frankly, although this is not codified in, in federal statute, it's government-sponsored psychology in, in a lot of ways. If you look at the Vietnam vets who started showing up to the wall in the mid-'80s, it served as um, a very poignant um, marker for them to come together, to hug one another, and to heal from that conflict. Right, yep. Um, and it should do the same now. Um, both, both in terms of the family members who lost uh, husbands and wives and sons and daughters, um, but also for the veterans that are still suffering back at home. I mean, the, the suicide rate now in this country is um, horrible, and, and it, there should be a central location for uh, the soldiers, sailors, and airmen, Marines, who uh, took part in this conflict to, um, to meet and, and, and talk to fellow veterans that may be suffering in their own way. Yeah, it, it's very true. That is very healing, and, and for the families as well. There's a place where, you know, they can go and say, that's, you know, that's part of where my life came from, you know, at this moment. So it's it's very cool. I think it's awesome. Do you guys have a location picked out already? I mean, how did, how's that working? <laughs> no, we're, we, we currently don't have a location yet, so... Uh, we'll, you know, we don't have the hours to go over the the, the several steps involved. So, uh, but we, there is a 24-step process that is that is defined. It's called the Mu- Museums and Memorials Master's Plan, and we're okay. currently on steps nine nine through 12, which is site selection. That's where we have to go before various uh, agencies and commissions that exist in D.C. And you know, we'll present our program. We'll talk about what what the memorial is, the lasting historical significance. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about, you know, what the people said, what they, what we feel and really kind of what, what the story you want to tell. And then from that, that's when we'll go for site selection. You know, we don't, and, you know, to ask probably your next question is what does it look like? Well, we don't have that quite yet either. You know, I I was going to ask it. I'm sure you were. Most people do. Um, so, you know, we're we're not going to, we don't have a design yet because, you know, let's just say, for example, hypothetically, say we spent all this, this large sum of money on a design, and then all of a sudden we end up with a, a plot of land that doesn't fit or doesn't really right. a, agree with where it's going to be at, then guess what? We would have to go back and redesign that, and I don't think that's being a good steward of donor funds. So, you know, there is a process that is involved, and, and we're going to stick to that process, and we're going to follow the process. We're going to follow the rules and regulations that are dictated to us by the federal government, and, and again, we're going to do what's right, and that's why they're there. Um, you know, interesting that the rules that we follow, they did not exist for the Vietnam Wall when it was built. You know, when the, the wall was built in just over three years, and when it was de- dedicated in, in November of 1982, these rules and regulations that all the other memorials uh, in, in, that had to follow um, didn't exist. You know, these were kind of a result of the Vietnam Wall, and if and you really think about it, um, that was the very first uh, National War Memorial to be built in our nation, you know, right there in the mall. Um, and, and uh, you know, there's kind of a other memorials are, are coming up. You know, World War One is gonna doesn't even have a memorial yet. They've got a spot in Pershing Park, and they're they're kind of moving forward. Desert Storm just got there. 
uh, land designated for them. You know, we're really happy to watch. Yeah, you know, I saw that. There's, there's, mm-hmm. there's no rural competition. This we're all real happy. We're all doing the same thing. But when you think about it, um, we existed as a nation for 206 years before this happened. So, you know, there's right. some people say, well, why are these, all these war memorials going up now? I'm like, well, we're kind of behind the times, really. And yeah. what, what's unique, what, what's you know, the fact, I mean, World War One's been over 400 years, and they're still not done yet, uh, which is a shame. You know, uh, Mr. Buckles, who was the very last uh, World War One survivor, passed, I believe it was 2012. So, you know, they're all gone. So they didn't have this. Uh, point of reflection, this point of healing, this this place for them to go visit, just you know, for the various reasons as, as Brendan mentioned, um, didn't exist for them, you know. And as I mentioned earlier, my grandfather's passed before World War II was done, um, you know. So it's 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 a very unique thing, and I, I have to remind people constantly that um, this memorial does not have a precedence because the war we're fighting right now does not have any precedence. You know, no one could have forecasted the conflict, the type of conflict we're in, and, and the true scale of it. So it's it's really exciting, um, you know, and, and this has never been done before. And what's very unique, you know, we're, we're building a memorial to history, but it's living history. We're building a living war memorial to a living war. So we don't really even know what it's going to turn into or what it's going to mean for the next generation. Um, so it's, very, it's a very exciting and uh, a very dynamic environment, if you can imagine that. Yeah, I can't, I, you know, it's exciting. You know, when I heard about it, I thought, God, th- you guys so need this. And, you know, because there are so many places people can go, like you said, to heal or gather and have events and remember and honor. So it's really important to have something like this. And I have to tell you, I was really excited when I saw my really good friend Jim Fisher is with you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jim's a great guy. It was funny when I I, I love Jim. Jim. Yeah, I approached Jim to, uh, you know, it's interesting, and, and Jim is very involved in the memorial space. He's done stuff for Vietnam, World War II, and, and yeah. Korea. I mean, he's always doing So this is how little people know about what we're doing. When I approached Jim, it was through a mutual friend, and I was like, hey, you know, it's when I when I was kind of doing my my recruitment to build this, this fantastic team that anybody can go to our website and see. Um, you know, when I approached him, he thought I was going to him to see what we have to do to do it, to, to get this done. He, as as in touch and in tune as this man is with the memorial space, had no idea that President Trump had signed our act, and we were completely exempt. He showed up with a copy of the 24 Steps, and, hey, Rod, this is what you got to do to start. And I was like, no, we're, <laughs> wow. we're already here, my friend. He's like, oh, my gosh. And that's when I was like, hey, you in? I mean, you down? He's like, of course. So, yeah, Jim's a good guy. Oh, he is. He's amazing. A lot of he'll he'll do a lot of legwork you guys too. I mean he's just that type of guy. He's so wonderful. So how can yes, people yes. how can people get involved? I know you need funding for this. How can people help? That's really important to get out there. Yeah. So really, what what how they can start? What I tell people is, uh, you know, we get a lot of emails. So if someone sends an email, we're very small, we're very efficient, lean staff. So if someone reaches out, chances are you're going to hear back from me. Um, but what I tell people is go on our website. Um, it's www.gwatmemorialfoundation or gwotmf.org, and sign up for updates. You know, and we put out updates. And as opportunities present themselves, that's where we're going to reach out to people. They can also follow us on our social media sites. Uh, we're on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, Gwat Memorial Foundation, uh, gwotmf, and, and LinkedIn as well. Um, just follow us, and that's where we kind of reach out and just, uh, you know, that's just reach out to us, follow us, 
Um, and probably more importantly is um, talk about us, share it, share within your networks. You know, say, hey, you know, these people are doing this. Hey, what what can we do? You know, what what what, uh, what we have found is is you know, I'm not I'm not a very good taskmaster. I don't like say, hey, what can I do? Well, you do this. Well, it's like, well, what can you do? You know, there's two questions I always ask people when they say I want to help. I ask them why. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. well, why? Tell me why. I want I always want to know people's why. And the second question I ask them is, well, what can you do? What can you bring to bear? What can you support? Here's the overarching mission. How can you get us? How can you kick this ball down the road? You know, generally, if people are doing or providing support and what they're good at, then they're they're going to be that more productive and, and efficient in, in any help they provide. You know, if I was to ask, if someone were to ask me, you know, hey Rod, I need you to to you know help me lay tile, I'm be like, all right, I'll try, but I've never done it before, and I'm probably going to do it. So um, that's kind of the, the methodology on that. You know, we in, you know right. we, we, bring phenomenal people together and Brendan's an example. You know, I'm gonna talk him up for a second. That guy I don't do I haven't do anything without calling Brendan away. Brendan did say I have what what do you think about this? Is this gonna get me in trouble? Don't use that word. Okay, thanks Brendan. I swear and and it's good. You know, I have never had a problem admitting my ignorance. I don't. That's how I learn. I don't ever pretend to know something. And as Brendan can attest to and anybody that's worn the uniform, people (laughs) pretend to know stuff, particularly in combat you know, people get killed. So I'm not going to yeah, do that here. True. I, I, I will be like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, let me find people that know <laughs> what they're doing and have them do it. You know, if I'm the smartest guy in the room, I, I'm not in the right room. If I'm the, if I have to, And I never have the best plan. I'm never the smartest person. But I like bringing people like Brendan around uh, to kind of keep me straight and give me those great ideas. Well, it, it starts with uh, it starts with smart smart uh, men and women that are that are running this foundation with uh, with Rod at the helm. You know, I think if for your um, listeners, if you if you take a look at the website, there's also a link uh, that says team, and you could look at the uh, members of the board, um, as well as the board of advisors and the ambassadors. And there's just it's very this, impressive. I must say, it's very impressive. So people should uh, go check that out. They should. And and right at the top is um, thanks to to Rod's efforts is um, President Bush 43, who's our honorary chair. Um, which was uh, quite a feat, um, and we're very happy to have his uh, his assistance. In addition to all of the other general officers um, uh, and civilian leaders who were part of the team. Yeah, so you have a pretty impressive team on there. So I hope everybody checks it out. And I want to thank you guys. We do have listeners all around the globe, like I said, and there's many on military bases around the world right now listening. And if they're not listening right now, they will be downloading it tomorrow because they're very faithful. I love them all. So hopefully you get some buzz going with all this and we can help. And when you guys have another step, uh, a big step in the direction of um, this thing starting to happen and the, the land and whatever, you know, the next steps are, let me know. I'd love to have you back on again and let's talk about, give people some updates about what's happening. Oh, we, we would love to, Donna. We really, uh, heck yeah. Uh, trust me, you'll hear from us again. <laughs> okay, excellent. Well, listen, you guys, I wish you all the best. Thank you again for service to our country i appreciate you so much and we will be talking again really soon and um i will be putting the website as well with the link to the show after so people can when they listen to it they hear the link and they can see it to your website thank you so much fantastic You're welcome thanks guys have a great evening thanks Donna. all right have a blessed night bye-bye bye-bye
Hey, guys, if you get a chance, check out the um, Global War on Terror Memorial Foundation. They would greatly appreciate it. Just check out their team, the people that are working with them. It's absolutely amazing, very incredible. Um, we really want to get this thing going, especially for the families that lost one tour. It's it's super important. It's a great healing place too. See what you can do for them and pass the word on. If you can send your send the link to uh, the foundation to everyone you know. We would greatly appreciate it. Thank you everyone. Oh, Friday we have a great show. We're doing a um, another one of our mind twists series and it's going to be about the Denver airport. You won't believe some of the stuff. So tune in, please. We'd greatly appreciate it.